Isn't that such a good word? I love that song of how he'll take his goodness and he'll chase after us regardless of where we're at. He'll take the journey to come find us. Today we're going to talk about journeys a little bit. Um, See this pack here? You guys know where I got this pack? You got a guess, Polly? Does this look familiar? Looks familiar. This one, you know, um, a long time ago I started going on mission trips and uh, started going overseas and I, I came up to visit and I was, I was chatting with Polly about it and he's like, well, do you have a pack? I said, well, not, not really, but I'll, I'll need one here. He's like, okay, next one, you want this one? This one has been to a lot of countries and has served me well. Um, as a church, we're on a journey, okay? You know, this last, this last week we had, we had a meeting, an annual meeting, and uh, I was so thankful for those of you that, that could come and, and share questions and thoughts and ideas and prayers. And of those that have signed the membership agreement, we had a unanimous vote, just so you're all aware, that, that we have updated our bylaws, constitution as a church, which is a huge step. We have also reaffirmed the elders, um, another huge step. And you know what? I also want to honor the people that came to that meeting, that chewed on things, prayed on things, and said, you know what? I'm not quite ready to sign the membership agreement, but I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm praying about it. Like, I honor you because that means that you're not taking it lightly, and you shouldn't take it lightly. Like, this journey that we've been on as a church, like, we've changed our name from Gospel Tabernacle. Who was here when it was Gospel Tabernacle? That's like the OG name, right? So Gospel Tabernacle, which is like, you know, when I started coming in college, it's like, hey, you want to go to the tab? What do you mean the tab? The tabernacle. They're like, what are you, where do you go? You know, like it is such like an old school term. And so, you know, college young adults were like, I don't know about that. And then we switched it all the way to like this new cool, like the water's edge thing, right? And so there was a shift. And the thing is, we've had a history in this church of missions. We've had a, a, a history of worship. We've had a history of a lot of things at this church that predates water's edge. But when you think of the journey of this church at Water's Edge, John and Shar have invested 20 years into this church. Like, there's not a person in here that hasn't been directly or indirectly influenced, challenged, encouraged by them. And they've walked us through a lot of things, right? They've seen a lot of our, our good, a lot of our bonehead stuff, a lot of everything, right? And thank the good Lord they've been patient with us, right? And they've encouraged us through us. And, you know, I look at the journey of where we've, we've come from and where we're going, and a lot of people are talking like, well, what's the vision? What's the direction? Where are we going as a church, right? And so today, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Part of it for me is there are days where you're going to see me up here, and, and I will do more teaching. There will be days where I do more preaching. There will be days where it's more evangelism. And there's days where you'll just hear more stories. And part of it is I need you to know that, like, Part of why I, I tell stories is not so that you're like, oh, Benny's done this, 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 and this. Like, I'm not trying to prove myself. Is that fair? Like, I'm not trying to say, hey, you know what? Here's the thing that qualifies me to be your leader. Because you know what? In a traditional sense, I don't have the thing on, on the wall. I don't have the piece of paper. I don't have that stuff. Right? Like, I don't. And that's okay. I have zero desire to try to prove that for you. But, but. It's important as you guys are weighing these next steps because the next steps are the elders 
are going to sit down and start praying through again. All right, is Benny the guy that we think should be leading this church or not? Right? And if they unanimously say, yes, we think so, then they're going to bring it back to you, and you have another voice in that. Okay? So you should have some weight with that. Those of you that weren't here this last week, for the next, I don't know, probably two months, underneath the TV that's over there in that room, um, there are the Constitution bylaws, there's their foundational truths, there's membership agreements. If you want to have a voice in that, if you want to have a, a say in that process, I encourage you, look through those things, pray through things, come find me, ask the questions you need to ask, right? Because that's, that's kind of some of those next steps. And so part of it today is I want to talk about some of my journey, not because it's about Benny, but because you need to know, you know what, strengths and weaknesses of a leader usually get multiplied out, right? And so you need to say, hey, wait, is this a direction that we really want to be going as a church? That's, that's okay. It's a valid thing for you guys to be praying about and thinking about. Because you know what? Part of it is up here, you know, March, April, May. Um, the plan, the intent is, is um, it's looking like it's probably going to be a Saturday, but I don't know 100% sure. But we'll take a day each month, and we're going to go downstairs, and we're going to hammer through things that we just need to find solutions with with the church. So we're going to say, hey, you guys want to have a voice in this? Here's something we're trying to look at. Here's something we're going to dream through. Here's something that we want to find a solution for. Here's something that, like, hey, what do we have hope for that we could do in this next season? Because anytime that there's transition, there's a chance for us to grieve the things that have happened, both good and bad, to grieve those things so that we can embrace what God is leading us into. It's a chance for us to hope and dream for that. And so we're going to provide a space where we as a congregation get together, we hope and dream about those things. And then we're going to say, all right, let's, let's put our hands to it and let's make it happen, right? So again, you don't have to be a member to be at those meetings and to have some influence in that, okay? But you're invited to. You're invited to be a part of that process. We want you to be a part of that process, okay? Those are some of the next steps. Now, um, probably March, maybe April, we'll get to a place where you guys may have a vote on, on me stepping in eventually or not, but we'll get there. But just so you know, timeline-wise, that's what we're looking at, okay? Um, Okay, so today I'm going to talk a little bit about my journey, okay? So actually, before I do, um, David and Liz are heading home tomorrow. Nope, today. They told me that tomorrow, yesterday. They're heading home today. There's a picture of them um, shortly after the baby. Don't know that would be the picture I chose. But Dave was like, hey, what about this one? I was like, yeah, it looks like you're asleep, chilling out. You did a hard work, David. Appreciate it. Uh, no, just kidding. They, uh, they've got a little guy. Um, I'm going to let them announce name, um, but he's out of surgery. He's doing well. They're on their way up today. We're not going to do our normal um, food train scenario that we normally do. We'll do something slightly different. Um, just because of dietary needs, what we're going to do is we're going to encourage you, hey, get them a gift card from the co-op because we know that they can eat stuff from there. Um, the other thing is there's a GoFundMe that's going to be set up for them that you'll get the information and a link on Tuesday in your emails. If you don't get your Tuesday emails, come talk to me and I'll add you to the list. All right, so the GoFundMe part of it is, is they're going to have to keep going down. Um, it's kind of like the DeShanes where they're going to be friends with the doctors down there for a while. So they're going to be back and forth and back and forth. Um, but I'm going to let you talk to them and share in their excitement. They'll be up sometime, probably tonight, but Lord knows how many stops they'll have to make on the way. So... Pray for them uh, and safe travels. 
All right, next, uh, next slide. Let's go to the next one. All right, uh, next one. Here we go. All right, so when I was a kid, um, I, was, I was young, 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 when God got a hold of me with this verse in particular. Um, when I was reading through it, you know, and, and you got this place in Isaiah where it says, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. That verse has been a pillar verse in my life for a long time. And there's been a lot of instances where I've been like, well, do I go to Africa? I mean, nobody's ever been sent from Northern to Africa for their student teaching. Well, here I am, God, send me. And then within 24 hours, he laid everything in place and I was on my way to Africa, right? There's been times like, okay, well, I don't know, do I go to the Bering Sea, the most remote school district in America? You know what, God? Here I am. Send me. And this church has been the backbone of sending me a number of times. I've been sent, and I come back, and I get filled. I get sent and filled, sent, filled, sent, filled, back and forth. And finally, it feels like God said, hey, I'm going to send you back here, right? And I love the fact that in the season, I'm getting a chance to bless you with some of the things that I've been learning over the last years, right? But one thing that happened is I was sent so many times and I've seen so many different paradigms. I've seen so many other countries. I've been pushed out of my comfort zone so many times that like I start to realize that part of what God has got on me is that I'm a pioneer. I am not afraid of the unknown. In a country, in a time period where there's plenty to fear and there's plenty of unknown, right? And I think part of what you get with me is the fact that I'm not afraid of that. That doesn't scare me because we have the possibility of pressing into the fear of what could happen or we have the possibility of pressing into, hey, God's doing something new. What is he doing? If we could get a hold of this at the front end, what sweet things are there, right? Like when I'm going hiking, I love going to where the path ends and then starting my hike. Does that make sense? And now some of you are like, okay, but what's the destination? What does it look like? All right, so in Hebrews 12, so this is a guy that God's like, hey, I'm going to bless the earth with you. By the way, I need you to pack up and just peace out. He doesn't know where he's going. Like, he takes those steps knowing that, you know what, if I'm going to count the cost, it's going to cost everything. I don't know where the destination is. I don't know what he's going to do in the process. I don't know what obstacles I'm going to have. I don't know what good things I'm going to encounter. But I know that he is telling me to go, and if he's in it, I'm in it, right? And this is something that I grabbed hold of a long time ago. Of like, all right, if God, if you're in this thing, I'll do it. I'll go there. I'll do the thing. I don't know what it's going to cost. I'm assuming every time I assume it's going to cost everything because you know what? If it costs less, it's a pleasant surprise, right? Um, God gave him a direction, not a destination, now, when I first started going um, overseas for missions, right, we had to have this backpack. So Polly gives, gives me this backpack, and uh, I do the, the mail thing that I did, you know, very frequently. You know, I'm supposed to be on a plane at like 6 a.m., so I start packing at about 2.45 a.m., right, with all the things I need, right? And so I pack this thing with all the things that I need, and I'm like, oh, I, need that. I can't go without that thing. And granted, I'm talking about to like the, the two-week training in Georgia, right, where they're going through some more intensive stuff, and I'm like, ah, oh, I need that. 
I need that. And quickly I'm like, I am over 50 pounds. I can pay the $35 fee. Remember when it was only like 35? Anyway, it doesn't matter. So I was like, I'll pay the extra fee. I don't care. I need, I need all these things, right? So I fly down there. And the funny thing is, part of the training is like, we arrive, and unbeknownst to us, they took like a quarter of our bags and like hit them and be like, all right, you guys got to figure, I mean, sometimes this happens when you fly internationally. You don't get your bag. So amongst yourselves, figure it out, right? I had my bag, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I'm going to pass these around. These, just as a reference, go ahead and, and pass it to somebody as you're going. These right here, 30-pound weights. So you put these two together, and this, this is what I was carrying on my back. And it was actually more than that for the year because a lot of times you would have this. But I was with 75% women who were like, I could have, have help with my bag. And so I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm carrying multiple of these 60-pound bags, right? But these things, right? It's a lot of weight. It gets heavy, right? But I get down there, and uh, all right, so the second thing they do is they take us and they drop us off in the woods, right? And they take us and they drop us off in this field surrounded by woods is probably more accurate, okay? And there's one little path that goes off. And they say, okay, all right, what we want you to do is this. We want you to grab some wood. And right in the front is this all this firewood, right? Neatly cut, everything. We want you to grab this wood. And then what I want you to do is I want you to ask God one question. God, what do you want me to give up this year? What do you want me to let go of? What are the things before you go on this world race, this 11 countries, 11 months, what's the one thing you want us, you want us to let go of? Evidently, that was a little bit distracting, handing out the dumbbells. Sorry about that. All right. Good luck. I just have to say sorry to myself. I, I do these things. Um, all right, so anyways, those of you who are like, man, that gets heavy. Two of those things. And then when I got done traveling the world and got married, I decided I was going to carry it here instead. I don't, you know. Anyways, we, we make our decisions. Um, so long story short, they have you sit down and write the thing with a Sharpie of what God is saying you're supposed to get rid of. And write it on a, a stick of wood. And the bigger the thing it is in your life that you need to let go of, grab a bigger log. Thank you. Right? And so here I am, and I sit down and I say, God, what do you want me to let go of? And he says, your strength and your pride. And I was like, okay. So I said to myself, strength and pride, and find the bigger log for the bigger the thing. Well, I've relied on my strength my whole life. I come from a family where... We would say we've got sisu, you know, like we've got that, that extra gear. When other, everybody like quits, that's like, all right, it's time. I'm, like I used, I don't know, it was, I was that weird kid, and I'm not encouraging this kids, but like when I would get cut as a kid, I had four older brothers, I watched them do sports all the time. I was like, oh, great, I got cut. I'm going to put some peroxide on that thing. I'm going to put some salt in there, right? Like who does that? I don't know. But like legitimately in my head, I'm like, I'm going to increase my, my pain ability. I'm like, my pain threat, like, not super healthy, but that's kind of like the mentality of my, my family. It's like, hey, you know what? My coach would be like, all right, guys, we're done with practice. I want you at home to run a mile. And I'd be like, mile? Add a zero, you know? <laughs> Who? I don't know. You know, like, I was like this, this guy that was like, I was stubborn. I was stubborn, but I'm also resilient, right? And so I was like, 
I'm going to push through these things. I've got the strength that my family's like relied on. But it also had bled into other areas of my life. So like, let's say I sin against God or sin against man, right? I would feel the weight of that. And I would feel, oh man, and I would repent of it. But you know what I would actively do? Didn't have words for this at the time. But I would sit in the weight and the shame and the guilt of it until it seemed like I had paid for it. Does that make sense? But no, no, I'm stubborn, right? So if the accurate time for me screwing up was this amount of time, no, no, I'm doing this amount of time. So something when I had shame or guilt or fear or anything else, I would hold on to it longer than the average person normally would. And what I was actively trying to do was pay for my own sin. Newsflash, you can't. I didn't realize that for a lot of years. There's one who has paid for our sin, and he has offered that by grace to us. One, Jesus, right? I couldn't pay for that, but I was living my life, if I was honest, holding on to that shame, holding on to that grief, holding on to that guilt for a lot longer than I should have, right? So here I am, and I'm like, I didn't pick a little, little dinky log, right? So if a strength is my thing, then I'm going to do something, right? So stubborn head over here walks into the woods. A little firewood's not going to do it. I pull out a log, and I'm talking seven-foot log heavy. And you know what? I would have taken that wherever it needed to go. Promise I would have taken Didn't care if it took me a week. I was going to do it, right? So I sat on this log. I wrote strength. I wrote pride, and I sat there. And like, like the Bible says, you know, like I set my, my face to like flint. I was like, like getting my game time on, ready? Right? I'm like, I'm going to do this thing, right? And so here I am doing that. And, and meanwhile, they're going over and they're praying over one person from our group at a time and saying, oh, you can go on your journey and you can go on your journey. And they had told us like at the end of the journey, there's a cross. And you know what? If you're ready to finally get rid of whatever God's asking you to get rid of, you can leave it at the foot of the cross. You know, and so I'm like, okay, I get that concept. We go through the, the woods. I don't know how long it's going to be. I don't know what the obstacles are, but I can take this piece of wood anyway. So let's do this, right? And I was kind of getting agitated because I was ready to go. And like one by one, they were releasing the people from my group. And I was like second or third last to go. And a guy comes on over and he looks at me and he looks at the log. And he's like, strength, huh? Say, yeah, that's what God wants me to give up. And he's like, you know what? You're not going to like this. I was like, I would like what? He's like, don't you find it ironic that he's trying to have you give up strength and here you are with the biggest log in the forest? He's like, I want you to take a twig. About this size. So I want you to take this instead. I was like, okay, challenge accepted. <laughs> Put it in my pocket. It was harder than you'd think. Because here it is, everybody's like carrying their like stack of firewood like through the woods and, and here I am just putzing like free as a bird, just like, all right, I don't know, I could, I could run this if I wanted to, but like out of respect for the fact that you're like mopey and like, like really serious walking, like I probably shouldn't just pass you, but I was passing people and we get to this place and there's a steep hill, right? And I'm like, all right, God, what are, you, what are you trying to teach me? What are you trying to show me? Like, this is, this is my journey, so like, what, what do I need? And he's like, you know, not saying anything. And so here I am trying to figure it out myself. And I'm like, well, here's all these people that are trying to get up the steep hill that physically can't get up this hill. And I'm like, oh, you know what? If I had that big old log, I couldn't help anybody. 
So here I am. I'm starting picking up their logs. I'm bringing up to the, I'm up and down this steep hill. You know, I'm encouraging people. I'm like dragging people up this hill. I'm pushing people up the hill. I'm grabbing their logs and bringing it up there, and they're so thankful. And they stop me, and they're like, hey, you're, you can't do that. I was like, I think this is what God's trying to teach me. And they're like, yeah, it's not. I was like, what? I was like, well, can I, can I walk with them and, like, encourage them? No. Well, can, you, just want me to, you just want me to go to the end by myself quiet. And they're like, yep. I was so frustrated. <laughs> I could have chopped down a tree right there. Anyways, I was so upset, and I was like, all right, God, I, I am trying to submit. I am trying to hear what you have for me. I'm trying to go down this path. Like, what do you want me to do? And so as I'm walking, like, all of these thoughts start flooding into me, right? And this realization of one, like, you know what? Those people legitimately need to let go of some stuff in their life, number one, right? And then I start seeing people's looks on, on their face as they look at me. And you can see all these people that not only are just Christians, they're going to do mission work, right? Love God, willing to sacrifice. And they're looking at me, and the thoughts... You know, like those passages where Jesus is like, why are those your thoughts? And you're like, he knows what they're thinking. I knew everything they were thinking. They were like, Benny, why don't you have a bunch of wood? Who do you think you are that you don't have junk that you're dealing with? Who are you to be free? Think about this for a second. Super, super important. Because the Christian church as a whole, very frequently, we're the last ones to be okay with somebody walking in freedom. And that is, that is a weighty statement, Right? But these people looking at me like, who are you not to have a bunch of stuff? To, we all have stuff to carry. How come you're not carrying anything? That was, I mean, it, it pierced me. I would have been rather carrying this log. But the fact that I was carrying nothing and the looks of people being like, man, who are you to be free? Right? So I was sitting there and I was processing that. And then I'm holding on to this twig. And I start thinking, okay, well, I'm supposed to destination. I'm supposed to get to the foot of the cross. And I start thinking to myself, he's not on the cross. And God starts hitting me with, hey, your entire life, you have held things longer than anybody else until you were completely exhausted and then you were willing to let it go. I want you to know what it's like to be free from the start instead of from the end. He's like, I'm not on the cross anymore. I can, I can take your burdens any moment you're willing to let them go. Any moment, you can drop it right now. Some of you in this room, like you've got stuff you've been carrying for a long time. Guess what? Newsflash. You don't have to hold it any longer. You can drop it right now, today. You don't have to hold it, right? There's nothing inside of you that says, oh, but I just, you know what? I did this thing and it was terrible and I should probably. No, you don't have to feel guilty and shame and all that other stuff. Go, go to Jesus. Like the Holy Spirit, he can free you of that stuff right now, right? And so here I am and, you know, I was like, I can drop this. He's not on the cross anymore. Like, if we stop at the cross, there is no hope of future. Right? Like, the fact that he was buried and then rose again, there's where your hope is. Right? If we stop in our theology at just the cross, we're missing the life that comes after. And Jesus wants to give us an abundance of life. Right? And I, I'm, I say all of that, and I also know that, like, you need to understand, I don't take the cross lightly. Right? I'm not trying to trample on the cross. But I'm trying to say we have to keep going in the story because there's more to the story than that, right? And so while I'm working through all this stuff, 
I, I dropped my twig. I did, you know, I, I finished out going to the cross, but I had dropped it. I let go before then because I said, God, I'm, I'm ready to let go of my strength. I'm let it, ready to get, let go of my pride, right? And as I'm doing this, as I throw it away, then, then he reminds me of the verses of, you know, cast your cares on me for I care for you and share in one another's burdens. And I start thinking about the burdens, and I start thinking, okay, these people that were struggling up this hill had all these things that they need to let go. What did I do to help them? I started asking myself, what did I do to help them? They were exhausted carrying their own guilt, their own shame, their own whatever it was that they were, had to let go. And all I did was I gave them enough rest by carrying their junk so that they could pick up their junk and live with it longer. We've got some people in this room that will invest in you, whether you are a single, whether you are married, whether you have kids. And my encouragement for them, may the Lord give you discernment of what things you're supposed to carry as we share burdens and what things you're supposed to say, just drop it, right? May we as a church know that. We have to carry each other's burdens, but some burdens are not meant for any of us to carry. And we have to have the discernment to say, let it go. And they have to have the confidence to be able to say, whether you're going to let it go or not, like, we can't really move forward until you do. And you have to make that choice to let it go. Right? Because internally, we have to get to the place where we say, you know what? It's not worth it. I'd rather be free. And the truth is, it takes a lot of bravery to choose freedom. Because you know what? If everybody's like, who are you to be free? And even Christians say, who are you to be free? Like, if there's that look, guess what? It takes a lot of confidence to say, I'm going to walk in freedom regardless if anybody's with me. Where we're going as a church, I don't know the final destination. I don't, I don't know all that he's going to do. I don't know all of the obstacles that we're going to see as a church. But I guarantee you, I will do my best to fight for us to walk in freedom. I will do my best to make sure that we're making our decisions based on love and not fear. There's enough things that we can be afraid of. I don't have the number out of my back pocket. Actually, technically, I do have it in my back pocket because of phones. But a number of times in the Bible where it says, do not be afraid. 365. There's a lot. There's a lot of places in the Bible where it says, do not be afraid. Maybe we should take them up on that, right? I don't know. I do know that God is inviting us into more healing. And when I say healing, it might be physical healing. It might be emotional healing. He wants us to have health in our marriages, health in our parenting, health in our friendships, health in our finances. He wants us to have Mental health, emotional health, physical health. I think he's drawing our congregation into more and more health. And you know what I think he's going to end up doing after that, the next step? If I was to take a guess, is after we're walking in health, he's going to send people that are sick that need somebody to help them get into health. And it might be emotional health. It might be physical health. It might be spiritual health. I think that that is something that is on this church, regardless of who's leading it. And I think when we're going to be embracing what is the vision of the church, what is the direction, we're going to head towards health and we're going to head towards 
freedom. And whatever God wants to do from there, I'm down. The cost, assume it's going to be everything. Be happy when it's not. Okay? When I first started going overseas, I, I thought I needed all of this stuff. I thought I needed this pack of 60 pounds of stuff. And I quickly found that the reason why I had so much stuff that I needed was because I was going into the unknown and I was trying to prepare for any possible scenario. Like even though I was trying to let go of my strength, I was still relying on my strength instead of his spirit. Because I was like, I don't know, I still think I need those things, right? And slowly by slowly, every time that I went, I would go with less stuff. You know, like last time I, I went to the Amazon jungle, I took this instead for two months. This was, this was my backpack. I got better at traveling light, okay? I got better at letting go of things and trusting that God was still going to be God and I was still going to be me and I could figure things out whatever country I went to. My goal someday, I would love to just go to an airport. This is one of my dreams. And say, I'll take a flight to the next place that's going without any backpack and just go. Like, I, I don't know. I don't, any other nut jobs in here that's like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Someone's like, I'm in. Right? So that'll be one of our mission trips. Um, no, but, but the point is, right, sometimes some of you guys are carrying this kind of weight. Some of you are carrying this kind of weight. Some of you might be carrying no weight. Praise the Lord if you are, right? Today, you have an invitation to let go of whatever weight you're carrying. And it might be that you're like, you know what? I don't know that I can go to nothing, but you know what? I can go from this backpack to this backpack today, right? As we spend some time and... as they're doing that, go ahead and spend some time with the Lord. Like, I, I encourage you, I challenge you, what can you let go of? What can you give up that's going to carry that weight, right? The goal for us is to travel light, okay? That might also mean for those of you that may have hurts or offenses or things from the last years or there's things where you're like, yeah, but I don't know. There's this thing that I just, with my coworker, with my boss, maybe with me. I mean, I don't know. Maybe with John, maybe with somebody in the congregation. Like, let go of those offenses. Today is a good day for you to start new and let go of hurt, let go of offense. Like, one of the things when, when they're talking about taking communion is, hey, go make things right with your brother, with your sister. You might need to do that today. I don't know. But I encourage you that you leave today with a clean slate. Okay, my, my encouragement is whatever things that you've had that you've been struggling through, try for once, at least it was for me, to let go of it at the start, to be free at the start of the journey instead of at the end of the journey. Okay? That's my encouragement. 